Fan Friday here, Unlocked on Cardinals. Today, it's going to be a little different. Steve Wilkes will be at the forefront. Thoughts, projections, and more on this episode of Locked on Cardinals. You are Locked on Cardinals. Your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome in Locked on Cardinals. I'm your host, Alex Clancy. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked on AZ Cards. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. Thank you for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen each and every day, free and available on all platforms. You can also check me out on Locked on NFL on Thursday. That uh, video with Tyler Rowland of Locked on Titans and myself is up on YouTube and anywhere you find your podcasts. So some news came down yesterday. Um, putting a magnifying glass into Steve Wilkes, adding a complaint to Brian Flores's from a little while back this offseason. And I thought about how I'm, I was going to attack this, discuss it, and I, I've come up with two things. One, I'm going to bring you back to the 2018 season. We're going to relive that together. Moves made, coaches interviewed, Steve Kimes' decisions in the draft, and the inevitable 3-13 and finish that was an embarrassment all around. I'm going to talk about Steve Kimes' complaint and what it means for the future of the Arizona Cardinals surrounding Steve Kime and if there's going to be any sort of ramifications, whether it be regarding his job or how he's seen in the locker room and around the organization if what Steve Wilkes claims are, are true. And there's a couple different ways to look at it surrounding the 2018 season. And I'm going to dive into that right now. For the Fan Friday final segment, I will be talking about the offensive line. The winner of the fan favorite topic not surrounding Steve Wilkes is going to be the future of the Arizona Cardinals regarding their offensive line. I will dive into that in the final segment. If you haven't seen it on Twitter, this is from Adam Schefter's Twitter account. For the YouTube viewers, I'll read it quickly. As alleged in the amended complaint, in 2018, Mr. Wilkes was discriminated against by the Arizona Cardinals in a manner consistent with the experiences of many black coaches. Mr. Wilkes was hired as a, quote, bridge coach and was not given any meaningful chance to succeed. He was unfairly and discrimi discriminatorily fired after just one season. His white GM, who made poor personnel decisions and was convicted of a DUI during the offseason, was given a contract extension. Mr. Wilkes was replaced by a white coach, Cliff Kingsbury, who had no prior NFL coaching experience and was coming off multiple losing seasons as a head coach at Texas Tech. Mr. Kingsbury, armed with quarterback Kyler Murray, has been given a much longer leash than Mr. Mr. Wilkes and, to his credit, has succeeded. 
That said, Mr. Wilkes, given the same opportunity afforded to Mr. Kingsbury, surely would have succeeded as well. The allegations pertaining specifically to Mr. Wilkes are located at the certain part of the amended complaint. I am an NFL podcast host. I've worked in sports radio, etc. I am choosing to discuss the 2018 season on the field with Steve Wilkes as the head coach. Broaching the topic of there being intent, whether conscious or subconscious, regarding his hiring and his race, I'm not going to discuss that specifically. Because in all honesty, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not at liberty to take liberties on other people's thought processes, especially when it comes to something like this. But I will talk about that season, the players, and explain to you why I think Steve Wilkes was given an unfair shot. The Cardinals averaged 14.1 points per game. That was less than the 2008 Detroit Lions, who averaged 16.8 points per game during their 0-16 campaign in 2008. This roster of the Arizona Cardinals, put together by Steve Keim, was abysmal, egregious. Signing Sam Bradford, paying him a lot of money. Signing Mike Glennon to be his backup. Then drafting Josh Rosen, trading up to draft Josh Rosen at number 10 overall, was a fireball offense by Steve Keim to begin with. Drafting Mason Cole in the third round, playing him at center for 16 games when he obviously wasn't ready to play at the NFL level. The wide receiver core, led by Larry Fitzgerald, the aging Larry Fitzgerald, with just under 800 yards receiving. David Johnson, 10 total touchdowns, was the only kind of adequate offensive player Mike McCoy obviously was not the right hire at offensive coordinator as well. So, in summation, did Steve Kime deserve to be fired after putting together that 2018 roster and putting Steve Wilkes in a position where there was no way that most NFL head coaches could succeed? 100% yes. Did Steve Kine or did Steve Wilkes deserve another year? Yes. With the first overall pick, would it have been Kyler Murray if Steve Wilkes was the head coach come 2019? Probably not. Cliff Kingsbury was hired because Kyler Murray was going to be taken number one overall. To speak again about this, was Steve Wilkes put in a situation that was difficult to succeed in? Absolutely. Was that Steve Kimes' fault? Absolutely. Was race a component? I don't know. 
And I'm okay with saying I don't know and not speculating further because I don't know. And I'm okay with not knowing things. There were multiple coaches that were interviewed by the Arizona Cardinals that offseason. The list. Steve Wilkes, Keith Armstrong, James Betcher, John DeFilippo, Matt Patricia, Jim Schwartz, Pat Shermer, Mike Munchak, and Brian Flores. Was Steve Wilkes the right man for the job? Looking at both sides, it depends on what that job was. Was it to win games or was it to be a bridge quarterback, a bridge uh, head coach? I don't know. Do I think that Brian Flores has shown to be a better coach all around? Sure. I don't know the intentions of the Arizona Cardinals by signing Steve Wilkes and then firing him, firing him after one year. But what I do know is, with pretty strong certainty, is that there is no way Steve Kime should have been the general manager after the 2018 season. If we're going by the mantra that a head coach gets an extension, so does a GM like we're witnessing right now, a GM should 100% have been relieved of their post, relieved of their duty, been fired. If the head, you know, if the head coach was fired after just one season, that I do 100% know and believe in. And before moving to what the future implications for the Arizona Cardinals and Steve Kime will be, I want everybody to understand unequivocally that I do think that Steve Wilkes was treated in an unfair manner by the talent on the roster that he was given to coach. And I 100% think Steve Kime should have been fired after that 2018 season to go alongside Steve Wilkes, who was also fired. Alex Clancy, Locked on Cardinals. Thank you for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen each and every day, free and available on all platforms. Coming up next, what does it mean? What's the future hold for the Arizona Cardinals? Just because Steve Kime just got an extension, if this continues with more and more evidence and, and things like, we're just going to talk about it. It's going to be interesting. And that's next. First, betonline.net. It's your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. The Masters is happening right now. It's my favorite. It's my I love the Masters so much. With all the latest sports developments, including this week's Masters Championship odds, podcasts, and reviews for all different leagues this season, it does the Masters, does NFL, baseball, you know, everything. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. Head to the website or use your mobile device today to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Thank you for making Lockdown Cardinals your first listen every day. From the bottom of my heart, thank you. Truly, thank you. Be sure to check out Locked On NFL podcast as well. Monday through Friday, national topics. I do it on Thursday with Tyler Rowland from, from Locked On Titans. It's fun. 
free and available on all platforms Monday through Friday. What does this mean for the future of the Arizona Cardinals? What does this mean for the future of Steve Kime? The allegations in the complaint, the amended you know, complaint, I, I'm not great with legal jargon, but what Steve Wilkes has added to Brian Flores' initial claim. What we're seeing is somewhat of a trend around the NFL. And again, I don't know if these are racially charged moves or not. I don't know. And I'm okay with not knowing right now with the information that's been given to us. This is the information that's been given to us. And I am giving my thoughts on the information given to us. I'm not digging any deeper into it because I don't think it's prudent of me at this point to do so. Their complaint came out. The attorneys, Steve Wilkes, talking about him being a bridge head coach and not being set up for success like Cliff Kingsbury has been. I agree with that. The racial charge behind it, I don't know. But what does this mean for the Arizona Cardinals moving forward? Is this going to have lingering effects around Michael Bidwell and Steve Kime? Are black players and potential black players, free agents, American and African Americans who are free agents right now, free agents in the future, is this going to have a ripple effect for players coming to play for the Arizona Cardinals? Is this going to have an impact on Vance Joseph? Is he going to want to go continue to apply for head coaching jobs elsewhere? There's a couple different ways this can go. One, it goes away. I don't think that's going to happen. Two, it has a direct correlation between free agents and free agents not coming to play for the Arizona Cardinals. And three, as the Cardinals, and I should put this up, this was via SI Now. This is from Connor Orr's um, uh, Twitter account. The statement from the Arizona Cardinals reads, the decisions we made after the 2018 season were very difficult ones. But as we said all the at the time, they were entirely driven by what was in the best interest of our organization and necessary for team improvement. We are confident that the facts reflect that and demonstrate that these allegations are untrue. Okay. So again, information given, I'm showing the information that's given, and I'm going to move on talking about the future of the Arizona Cardinals and the potential ramifications of this complaint. One, it could go away. It won't. It shouldn't go away. Regardless of the out, regardless of the truths or why things happen the way they did, regardless, it's not going to go away and it shouldn't. Number two, it's going to keep, it could potentially keep potential free agent signings by the Arizona Cardinals to go elsewhere. Or three, it could 
be, you know, the Cardinals could still sign players as if they did before this happened. You know, I mean, those are the three options. What do I think is the right one? I, I don't know. Like that's, that's kind of a, that, that's a tough conversation to have. Um, and I'm here to have tough conversations. Let, let's not, let's not, you know, dance around that. And I don't think talking about the, the racial component of it right now with the information that we have as of today is beneficial specifically surrounding the Arizona Cardinals. The question is going to remain. Why does Steve Kime still have a job after 2018? The question is going to continue to remain. Is this complaint going to have lingering effects around Steve Kime and the organization? And the final question that is going to remain is why did Steve Wilkes get fired and Steve Kime did not after the 2018 season? The NFC Championship game was seven years, six years ago. It was six years ago. And Steve Kime just got an extension after winning double-digit games for the first time since then. So this could just be what we're experiencing right now could just be potential or could just be complete and utter ineptitude by the Arizona Cardinals, which is which is valid. Now, hiring somebody to be a bridge head coach based on race is ineptitude as well. Let's not let's not let's not you know not compare those two. It, it, that portion is all one and the same and the definition of insanity is doing the same thing every day expecting different results we are in the seventh depth of the definition of insanity with the cardinals so i don't know what that means about the complaint i don't know if the complaint is like if, if those um allegations are true or not what i do know is Steve, Steve Wilkes was given an unfair shot at being a head coach. He was given an unfair and shortened shot at being a head coach. If Steve Kime would have been fired after the 2018 season, this conversation would be, would be different. It'd be tweaked. The foundation would be the same, but Steve Kime is continuing to make money after putting together one of the worst rosters in the history of the NFL after two very, very subpar seasons before that, and he just got another contract extension. That's where we are. Those are truths. Do with them as you wish. Alex Clancy, Locked On Cardinals. It's Fan Friday. This was a little bit of a different one, obviously, because there were some pressing conversations that needed to be had. Okay? This is very, very important. Coming up next, the offensive line will be under the microscope. I did it a little bit yesterday. I'm going to do it a little bit more today. That's next. Locked on Cardinals first, Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar on the planet. We've talked about this two or three times a week. I, I like to use the word thrice, thrice a week. Um, yeah, not 30 grams of sugar like candy bars, four grams of sugar, Built Bar. All covered in chocolate, high fiber, low calorie, 
high protein between 18, you know, 17, 18, 19 grams of protein. That's a lot. It's like six bites. It's not like you have to eat a full breakfast to get that amount of protein. Bill Bar's got you covered. They're all chocolate covered, coconut, coconut almond, mint chocolate brownie. I mean, they've got these puffs too that are protein infused marshmallow covered in chocolate. 19 grams of protein. So when you're having your coffee in your morning, in the morning, when you're having your, you know, your fruit or your oatmeal or whatever, throw built bar into the into the rotation. You're not gonna be disappointed. Go to built.com, use lock 15 as a promo code, get 15% off your order. Lock 15 for 15% off at built.com. Once again, thank you for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen each and every day, free and available on all platforms. I am Alex Clancy. Follow me at Clancy's Corner on Twitter. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel. You can leave a review if you want on Apple Podcasts. I'm not going to force anybody to do that. But uh, yeah. Um, Fan Friday. Thank you for those who commented. Um, Steve Wilkes was one of them, obviously, and obviously I was going to be talking about the complaint that the amended complaint of the initial complaint by Brian Flores, Steve Wilkes, uh, and Ray Horton added their thoughts about their experiences. Um, check out Tyler Rowland at Tic Tac Titans surrounding the Mike Malarkey hiring and Ray Horton's tie to that or lack of ties to that can put it that way. Um, this story is really just beginning. And I will be keeping my finger to the pulse as closely as possible. The other thing I'll be keeping my finger close to the pulse is that the Cardinals need to draft a wider, an offensive lineman at 23 overall. Most think wide receiver is the way to go. I don't. I think offensive line is the way to go. I think it should be Zion Johnson. I'm going to have Trevor Sycamore from, from Pro Football Focus, one of the best draft minds out there for Monday's show. I will ask him if I'm crazy to think that Zion Johnson is the guy for the Cardinals at 23 overall. The offensive line is fine. The offensive line is average to a ceiling of above average. And the Arizona Cardinals need to 100% bolster the offensive line this offseason and through the draft. Both can be true. DJ Humphreys has proven to be one of the better team-friendly deals that Steve Kime has signed. Rodney Hudson proves to be one of the steals that Steve Kime has made. Um, after the contract was voided from the Oakland Raiders, sorry, the Las Vegas, Las Vegas Raiders, I think they're in Vegas now, Sorry, Q. Um, they voided Rodney Hudson's contract. He was set to hit the open market. The Arizona Cardinals would not have been able to win the I'll give you this much money to come play here race. So the Cardinals traded the third-round pick for Rodney Hudson. Great move. Kelvin Beecham, another one of the better offseason signings by Steve Kime, especially for how much he gets paid every year. It's always under $2 million. That is a win who's been a great bookend alongside DJ Humphreys for this offensive line with Rodney Hudson as the spine. The interior of the offensive line is the problem. It has been the problem, and it continues to be the problem. Justin Pugh is below average. He has moments, but he's been taking pay cuts to stay with the Arizona Cardinals. You've got to give him credit for that. Max Garcia didn't play very well last year. Let's just put it that way. With Rodney Hudson out when Justin Pugh was out, he didn't play very well as a fill-in. Josh Jones on the right side has not shown that he deserves to be an everyday starter. Now, I know that Josh Jones... Played more tackle in college, but with the emergence of Kelvin Beach over the last couple of years, Josh Jones didn't get the he didn't get the 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 play the play time that we thought that he could have gotten after being drafted in the third round by the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, the signing of uh, of of Will Hernandez this offseason 
to play right guard seemingly okay. The Cardinals need to draft an interior offensive lineman and probably sign one more this offseason to really bolster that offensive line and really give Kyler Murray the protection that he needs. Now, again, this is not all on the offensive line. Kyler Murray's and his ability to step up in the pocket needs to improve drastically. The the amount of time the, the amount of times where he could have scampered up the gut, up that huge blocked out A gap um, where he didn't needs to improve. But all in all, the offensive line for the Arizona Cardinals is fine, but it needs to get better. It needs to become one of the main strengths on this roster because protecting Kyler Murray is the number one goal or none of this works. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked on AZ Cards. Next Friday, same thing, Fan Friday. Have a great weekend. Trevor Sikkim from Pro Football Focus is going to join me on Monday to talk all things draft. We'll talk to you then.